0: I think if, if we were to uh, just take a moment and think about it, there are a great deal of important things in life that each of us should learn. I, I mean, there, there's important things that we ought to pass down from one generation to the next. And, and, and it would be very easy for us to say, well, this is important or that's important. I mean, for example, I think it's important to learn how to swim. I mean, the way that I learned how to swim was... A former member of a church picked me up and threw me in the deep end of an uh, in-ground pool. That's how I learned to really. That's how I learned how to swim. You learn how to swim really quick, uh, like that. I wouldn't recommend that, but uh, that's how I learned how to swim. But I think it's important to learn how to swim. I, I think it's important to learn how to drive, be able to get yourself from place to place. I, I think it's important to learn how to read. Can help you out in life. How to write. How how to uh, do math. And I, I think it's. Important to learn how to eat properly. You ever been around somebody that doesn't know how to eat properly? That can really ruin your your meal, you know. Uh, there, There are certain things that we would say are important. And these are all important aspects of living. But outside, now listen, outside of becoming a Christian there is one important lesson that is above all that we must learn. After you become a Christian, for the believer, there is one thing that is more important than anything else in the Christian life. If you're going to be a successful Christian. And that is to learn to hear from God. Learning how to hear from God or learning to listen to God. I think that it would be great for uh, you and I to be able to know that, hey, God has spoken and this is exactly what uh, is, is straight from God and this is what, this is exactly what God has spoken to me about. And I believe that every Christian can learn to hear from God. There are certain aspects that you're going to have to possess in order to hear from God. Uh, We just can't go about this willy-nilly. It's just not going to happen. But there are certain traits or aspects or characteristics, whatever word you want to use, in order to be able to hear from God. Sometimes people think it's really mystical. There's something really out there to be able to hear from God. But I believe that these are concrete things that we can see from the Word of God that will teach us. I want you to think about just a couple things. We do have the ability to hear from God. But it's limited to believers. It's limited to the believers. Uh, The Bible tells us that the the spiritual man can only discern those things that are spiritual. The natural man cannot. We learn to hear from God. Our ability to hear from God does not come through our feelings or through our emotions or even necessarily through our own thoughts, but it comes through what? The working of the Holy Spirit in our life. The Bible tells us that our spirit bears what? Witness with His Spirit. As we read the Word of God, the Spirit of God confirms in our heart that this is truth. See, all hearing, com- all hearing from God comes through His Spirit through His Word, but we not only have an ability to hear God, we have a, a, we have a certain approach to hearing God. See, we're to learn to hear God by certain ways. How how do we learn to hear God? We learn to hear God through His Word. We learn to hear God through other people, and we learn to hear God through circumstances. Primarily we learn to hear God through his word. That's his primary means. It's it's the written revelation of God to mankind. This is exactly what God wants us to know about himself and about us. The Bible says, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. I will hear this. And his primary way for us to be able to hear from him is through his word. But not only through his word, we hear through other people. Now, Listen, there's a lot of people that are going to tell you a lot of things that are not true. And they can say, hey, God told me to tell you this. Okay, well, maybe he did, but how do you know if that's really true? It's got to square up with the word of God. If it doesn't square up with the word of God, then they can say all that they want that God told you told them to tell you this, but if it's not <coughs> excuse me, true to the word of God, then it's not true. See, we've got to check what others say to make sure it lines up with the word of God. Make sure that it's in keeping with the principles of the word of God. And then through circumstances, God sometimes speaks to us through circumstances. He will allow us to move forward or he won't allow us to move forward. But listen, just because a door is open does not mean that you ought to walk through it. There are certain doors that have been opened not by God but by the evil one to help you fall. For example, there have been many of of individuals that have come and said, Pastor, I've... uh, I've got another high paying job, be able to take care of my family. We won't have to struggle anymore in another city. My first question is okay, um, did you go after this or did it come to you? Many times I'll ask that. And my next question is what Bible verse do you have to base that you ought to leave? You ought to have a Bible verse. Now, it's not going to say you ought to move to Phoenix, Arizona, but there needs to be something there that you can hold on to because wherever you go, you're taking your problems with you, and when you start thinking that you shouldn't have moved when God's told you to move, you need to hold on to something. So I ask him that. And the third question is, have you thought, have you and your wife and your family talked about how it's going to affect this local church, your involvement here, and how the, what holes are going to have to be filled so that this church can continue to move forward? And then my fourth question is, what church are you looking at to be able to go to if God moves you? You know, most of the time, I don't get any answers for those. Because it's an open door, it's a higher paying job, and it's, it will be able to take care of my family better. We won't have to struggle. Hmm. See, just because a door is open, there's a circumstance, it doesn't mean that you necessarily should take it, we need to make sure that we are hearing from God. And we hear from God through his word, through other people, and through circumstances. And let me tell you something that's going to hinder your, your hearing from God. What's the static? The stat. You know. you know what I'm talking about. If some of you still listen to a radio... You know what happens? You can't get it. In, you know, now you've got HD radio and you've got the Sirius radio and all that. Kind of, but if you can't get an HD channel on your radio and then you've got to get, what, what do you hear? You hear static. What's the static that keeps you from hearing from God? Sin. Sin will be the static that will keep you. So if there's known sin in your life, guess what? You can want to hear from God all you want. But if there's known sin in your life, you're not going to be able to hear from God. Because sin is the static. It's the interference that keeps me from hearing from God. So you can be in the Word. You can be listening to other people. There can be certain circumstances. But you'll never be able to decipher what the Lord is saying. Why? Because there is interference. There is static in your life. There's our ability to hear God. There's our approach to hearing God. And there's our attitude to hearing God. How do I develop a hearing ear? How do I develop a hearing ear? I mean, it shouldn't be only the pastor that hears from God. I mean, I believe that every Christian ought to hear from God. Well, I believe that there ought to be a priority. See, we're talking about our attitude. There ought to be a priority. In wanting to hear from God, uh, it ought to be, "Lord, I want you to speak to my heart. I want to hear from you. I, I want to know what your word has to say. So how do I develop it? I make it a priority. For example, just like've you have certain priorities that you don't that, uh, become habitual for you. For example, it's called food. You make it a priority to at least eat once a day. (laughs) And sometimes you'll eat three, four, five, six times a day, depending on the type of diet that you might be on. But you make it a priority. You make it a priority to sleep. You make it a priority to go to work. You make it a priority to pay your bills. You make it a priority to clean yourself daily. So if we're going to develop a hearing ear for the things of God, we've got to make it a priority. I believe that one of the reasons why Christians don't hear from God is because it's really not a priority to them. Secondly, I believe our attitude should not only be a priority, but that it needs to be pursued. I go after hearing God. I study to learn, to listen to God. I I pursue it. I not only make it a priority, but I go after it. Make it something that I want. But I would say also, another attitude that I ought to have is to persist. You know, listen, you say, well, pastor, I want to hear from God. And you say, you start doing this and once or twice say, I haven't heard anything from God. Well, sometimes it's not going to happen overnight. Sometimes it takes my, I've been praying for certain things for years and I still don't know exactly what God wants. But I've been, I'm trying to be persistent in knowing what is his will and what does he want. Why? Because I want to make sure that I'm hearing from God. So I'm I'm persisting. I'm wanting to hear from him. And my, another attitude, my attitude in hearing from God would be that I pray, that I ask him to teach me To hear his voice. I ask him to teach me to hear his voice. I will hear what God, the Lord, will speak. For he will speak. It's not, well, I hope God speaks. Well, maybe he speaks. No, he's spoken and he's spoken in 66 different books. And every single one of us can hear him speak. Ask Him to teach us. So my attitude ought to be, I ought to have, make it a priority, I ought to pursue it, I ought to persist in it, I ought to pray. That's my attitude. But what are the aspects? What does it look like? Turn to Psalm chapter 86, if you will. The aspects of a hearing spirit the aspects of a hearing spirit. How can I hear from God? You might want to write these down here. Number one, you ought to have a teachable spirit. A teachable spirit. The Bible says in Psalm 86, 11, Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Have a teachable spirit. I don't know, there's not too many things that frustrate me more than a person that does not have a teachable spirit. Show me a man that's full of excuses and I'll show you a man that won't accomplish anything. You got an excuse for everything. They're not teachable. They're, they're not willing to be able to sit down and be able to, you talk to them and you, you sit them down and you, you look them in the eye and say, now this is, this is where you've gone wrong and this is what you need to do. A teachable spirit is key in hearing from God. Why? Because the opposite of a teachable spirit is a proud spirit. And the Bible says that God resists the proud. But not only do you need to have a teachable spirit that's open, and you need to understand that you need to learn, but I would say, secondly, turn to Proverbs chapter 4, if you would please. There needs to be an attentive spirit There needs to be an attentive spirit. Not only a teachable spirit, but an attentive spirit. If I had my choice between two types of staff members, one that was talented or one that was teachable, I take the teachable over the talented one every time. Why? Because I can teach the one how to be talented. I can't teach the talented because they're unteachable. If they have that attitude. The attentive spirit. Look at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear, attentive, incline thine ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. <coughs> the point is, you can't learn to hear from God at 100 miles an hour. You have to take time to have an attentive spirit, to pay attention. I've told you this before, but what do you do with children? When you're raising children, one of the best things that you can do, mom and dad, is when you're talking to them, is make sure that when you talk to them and they're standing in front of you, that they look you square in the eyes. Don't let them, uh, no, I've taken our kids at times before and I've held their face. They're like, no, no, you're going to look at me now, look at me. Now close their eyes. Well, we'll be here for a long while, but you'll eventually open your eyes. Now you're going to pay attention. Because I've got something important to tell you. Why? Well, I'm trying to get them to be attentive. And you cannot be attentive to hear God if everything else around you is taking your attention away from God. You have to focus your attention on Him and what He has to say. Isn't it amazing when you're reading the Word of God how many things come in your mind of all the things that you have to do? Why do you think that happens? Do you think that's from God? (laughs) I I don't think so. So you have to take time to have quiet meditation upon the word of God. Not only do you have to have a teachable spirit and attentive spirit, say this, if you're gonna hear from God, the third thing is you've got to have a humble spirit. Turn to Psalm 25, if you will, please. Psalm 25, you have to have a humble spirit. You acknowledge your need to listen to God. Psalm 25, 9, the Bible says, The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. The meek will he teach his way. You've got to have a humble spirit. Acknowledge your need to listen to God. How many of you would say that you, maybe you've watched an unruly child in Walmart or whatever the case may be? You're th- you're th- you think to yourself, you're like, man, that kid needs to learn how to listen to their parents. And we see that when we see an unruly child and you're thinking, man, if that kid doesn't learn how to listen to their parents, they're going to live a hard life. Man, it's not going to go too well for them. How much more is that for us with God? We think that we know the way. Folks, listen, we don't know the way. We need to have God lead us. He's got to guide us. He has to teach us his way. So we've got to have a humble spirit. Number four, turn to Deuteronomy chapter 11, if you will, please. We need to have a submissive spirit. Let me ask you a question as you're turning to Deuteronomy chapter 11. If we're going to have a submissive, we need to have a submissive spirit. Why should God keep talking to us if we're not going to be obedient to what he has to say? You ever wonder why you don't hear from God? Maybe it's because you haven't been obedient to what he's already told you. Why should God keep talking if we're not going to be obedient to what He has to say? See, we've got to have a submissive spirit willing to do what God tells us to do from His Word. Take a look at Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 13. And it shall come to pass, if ye shall hearken diligently, or you could use the word obediently, unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. That we are to have a submissive and obedient spirit So you're saying to the Lord, Lord, whatever you show me in your word, that's what I'll do. I'll be obedient to that. I will listen to what you have to say. And then number five, turn to Proverbs chapter eight, if you would please. (coughs) Proverbs chapter eight. We need to have an expectant spirit. An expectant spirit. Anticipating... That God will speak into your life. Well, we know this from our text. I will hear what God the Lord will speak for. He will speak. But have the expectant spirit. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 34. The Bible says, blessed is the man that heareth me. So guess what? If that's the statement, then, then the background to that statement means that God is speaking. The logical conclusion is, if he's saying, blessed is the man that heareth me... Then the conclusion from that statement means that God is speaking, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my door. We're anticipating that God will speak to us through his word. Let me ask you a question. How many people have you had speaking to your life this past week? the second question is how much of God has spoken into your life this past week see God's always speaking it's just whether we're hearing him or not well I had my devotions I just didn't get anything out of it today it's almost like that's God's fault that's the way we look at it well I mean, I read the Bible, I just didn't get anything. The Bible says he will speak. The Bible says he has spoken. So then where does the problem lie? We like to get off. Say, well, see, I did what I was supposed to do, God, but you just didn't speak to me. Well, maybe we ought to go back and see what's our spirit is our spirit teachable is our spirit humble is is our spirit expectant is our spirit submissive is our spirit attentive or maybe it's maybe it's really not a priority for us we're just going through the motions maybe it's we're really not pursuing it see my friends God is speaking and every Christian has the ability to hear God the question is are you hearing God Oh, it may not be that you're supposed to make some big, huge move. Matter of fact, God usually speaks in a small, still voice. But it might be Him speaking to you hey, I need you to work on your kindness towards this person. Hey, I need you to go and apologize to this person. You, you, were, you were a little snippy with them. And I need you to make a phone call to this person as you maybe you were studying something on caring for one another, and as you were reading the scriptures, the Holy Spirit spoke to your heart. I don't know what it is, but God is speaking. The question is are you listening?